everyone and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. And we are so happy to be here once again. We pushing through. We are, I'm about to say we're in the studio, but that's not true. We're both in our homes. <laughs> that's not true anymore. That is a big fat lie. Yeah, we are recording remotely as we have been for the last X amount of months. <laughs> but I never thought I, we would be here. Like, wow, Black Girl Brunch has gone through so many journeys. So many journeys and it's not the end. Like we've been recording in the studio. We did that for the majority of our, you know, little life. And then Instagram we live. Instagram Clubhouse, never again. Um, oh my God. And- <laughs> Yo, that was one and done. And that I'm so happy that we are just always on the same page because I don't, I feel like I would have had a nervous, I mean, I'm always having a nervous breakdown, but like <laughs> that would have been the end of me. Yeah, I just, it's something you just can't do. And now <laughs> here we are, we're recording remotely. And guess what? It's always been us three. Um, the three mm-hmm. amigos doing yeah. it together. How I do miss week? being. A, oh, my week was um. Oh, I was just gonna say I miss being in the studio, but I do too. I really um, do. Maybe we can like rerun it one of these days. But just, I'm just hella. For the hell of it. I'm hella comfortable at home. If I was hella comfortable <laughs> in the studio, can y'all imagine how I am at home? Same. But um, <laughs> but yeah, my week. I always every time I'm asked this question, I always get fuzzy and remember that I actually had a cool week. Um, I had um. On Sunday, I went, I don't remember what I did Saturday, but on Sunday, I went grocery shopping and I went for a walk. I think I did two miles. I need to get my Apple Watch fixed because I, um, if anybody knows me, knows that I really feel like without my Apple Watch, if I worked out, I'm like, it didn't happen. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, I did a little two miler, um, um, I believe on a Sunday. That was great. Um, and then Monday I went to the gym. But yeah, so I've had, um, oh, also like I've been having like really great meals. Also, um, Iman proposed that we, um, have no sugar this week. Um, and, uh, like no candy and stuff like that. And yeah, no pastries, yeah, no sugary, pastries. coffee and, drinks. Oh, I just had coffee, but let me, well, let me see yeah. how much sugar is in it. The thing but is, in I'm- my defense, I got a long night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, I after I decided that that was my goal for the week, I had already brought a coffee drink that wasn't, like, zero sugar. I'm not saying okay, it's, like, so a this, lot of sugar, but I'm like, whatever, I'm going to drink what I bought. This but has 10 I, grams of sugar. But the thing is, it don't be the sugar in the coffee that be while we flop. It be actually, um, <laughs> like, the sugar in cookies and stuff like that and milkshakes. So, not that we do that every single week, but... Any chance to minimize that is going to help us. Wait, it's the week over Friday, close. right? Um, yeah. So this weekend we can have we can have a goodie. Okay, because I'm about to say, but I'm not really. The thing is, I'm not really a sweet person. You're not really a sweet person, I'm but sometimes person. if you but sweets can sneak into your they diet when you don't say no. Exactly. So I just needed you on this journey with me because <laughs> I needed an accountability partner. But I'm sweets doing it though. actually. Yeah, I appreciate it. Sweets is my issue. Like it's my actual issue. So no. I'm so happy that you're doing it and that's making this week even better. Of course. Yeah, I didn't my I had brought um, vegan gummy bears and just because i told you about i bought them just for like just, i was buying all these vegetables and i'm like all right let me just throw something like fun in there and i got them but i haven't ate them my dad ate them he said it was good but i still wish i could eat them i still didn't 
I'll still have some when I if I see you this weekend. I'll definitely. It's a big like you. I'm so sorry if you see this bag of Whole Foods, Iman. You gonna go nuts because it's a big bag. <laughs> oh God, I just I'm like imaginary chewing as you. But as I have speak. it. My dad was like, they're really good, and I ha- I didn't even get any. I didn't even get any, so. Yeah, it's hard for me, but you know what? It's okay because I got apples in here. I got bananas, cherries. I got like, watermelon, really... um, <sighs> and I'm going to add, what's it called? Um, I'm going to add some chili lime to the watermelon. Ooh. Um, but and tomorrow's Wednesday. Like, we're in the middle of the week. We're just about done. There. We're halfway there. But, yeah, my week was school, too, so we actually took a walk on Sunday. But I don't know if I told you this. My girlfriend, Cubetta, she takes a 10-mile walk every Sunday. And I was like, yeah, let me join, thinking it's going to be one of those, like, because the thing is, 10 miles, yes, is long. But I just assumed we was going to take our time. Sis was power walking that entire 10 miles. Oh, when sad. I got When I got home, like, yes, I did it. I made it. But when I tell you everything was hurting, like my glasses was hurting, my knees were hurting, my sneakers were hurting, everything was not on, sneakers was, hurting. My sneakers were hurting, like everything was so sore, and I was just like, "Damn you!" But no, that was a really great workout. Will I ever do it again? Probably not, because <laughs> it was just so long. And I don't. It's not that I can't work out for long. I'm so impatient. I just be wanting to get it over with. Yeah, like, I did ten miles. Um, I think that's what the breast cancer. Um. That's what the walk was. Broad Street race was. It was oh, 10 yes. miles. Was but 10 we miles. trained for that. We trained. We, we trained did. for that. Like, I didn't just go raw dog my body like that. You know what? That's <laughs> probably why I had a back spasm today, too. Because I walked um, I walked in. I walked up the art museum steps. And then, like, I got in a corner. First of all, I forgot it was 4th of July. Um, oh, me too. But I was, um, I got in a corner at the at the art museum step. And I started doing, like, I started, you know, I can't help myself. I love jumping. So I started like jumping around on squats and stuff like that. And then like I um then I walked um to uh the market and that's probably why my back today said click click. Um because <laughs> I was doing some y'all ever see people on Instagram do like that weird stuff on a treadmill? That was me yesterday. I was like I was like walking, I was like squatting and I was like walking real long. Like I can't explain it, but I was like basically I felt like I was the rock. And that's probably why I had a back spasm today. So I'm not all innocent, you know? <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Like, but look, we are just trying to be fit and this is that almost dirty life where jumping and walking will have you down. <laughs> but it's annoying because I look like if that's the kind of stuff that fuels me. But I think I might take a excuse Ew. me, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> um sorry. that person probably about to light us up in the reviews. So mad. Um, but I'm gonna take a book, a hand out of uh Cuba's book, and I think I might take a walk every Sunday, even though it's yeah, hot I will be taking a walk, but it won't be a ten mile walk. I think that's I might do it. I might I think I might do four. I was thinking four or five, like that's my sweet spot. Cause then I start getting anxiety about the other stuff I gotta do in the house. I'm like, but I gotta also, get back in. My biggest problem after this, we can move on. My biggest problem when I take a walk is I am a shopper. So sometimes I will take a walk. Halfway in my walk, I will end up in a store. Next thing you know, I got bags and I can't walk back. So I'm like, <laughs> that's Over. like my big, that's my biggest issue. So that's why I had to walk somewhere in nature. Like yeah. I had to walk somewhere where there is no stores or anything. Cause in the summer, last summer, I remember I walked from my house. To all the way to downtown out of nowhere 
I'm buying a phone case. I'm in CVS. I'm buying like that was. See, not... I definitely don't do that because I hate carrying things. But so. the thing is, the phone case I needed it um, yeah. because my phone didn't have no case on it. Um, and I was no, yeah, I had a phone case, and then I went grocery shopping, and I walked all the way back home with groceries. See, I could, I would be miserable. I hate holding. I hate handles. I hate holding things. I hate. I don't weights. know why I do. So I need to stop. I either either one need to stop doing it. Two, leave my card at home, but also places take Apple Pay, or I just need to just say, Sabria, don't do that. Yeah, but like, say or some self control. <laughs> so- <laughs> but um, no, that is hilarious. Um, let's get into our fade for this week. It is hilarious. Um, <laughs> it is four singers that we think have funny voices because Sabria and I, we've been saying this for years. Some people you gotta ask, can they sing or do they have a unique voice? And th- that is just been on my mind because I heard a particular singer and this person is on my list, so we'll get to it. But that's what triggered this fade for idea for me. So, um, it's so funny that, um, I literally just made this like a few minutes before we started and the names, it came like water and you had to think about it. Um, <laughs> it, came, it literally came like, like that, like usually the fade for, I'd be like, damn, like I got to think about this a little bit. No, this literally, it just shot out of my brain. So again, no particular order. I'm going to say, um, no surprise here, but Shakira, um, and I love Shakira and I can do a mean Shakira impression, but, um, I, <laughs> she can, it's the truth. I feel like, um, she has a unique voice and that's, you know, that, um, and I feel like it was just a sound that was very particular. And also again, this no shade because I love this person. Um, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> um, that's funny. Mary J. Blige, she, I was watching, because my mom loved Mary J. Blige, so we was watching, she has this new documentary, and I was listening to her, and I love the fact that when she was younger, somebody heard her sound, and I think it's just her delivery, and it's her delivery and her facial expressions, and like, she make you feel. It's the soul, yeah. It's it's the the soul. soul. She make you feel it. So, she might not be a conventional singer, but I feel like she just has it, and I feel like she's somebody that, like, is she just has a unique voice, you know? She does. She does. And you but you do wonder like I mean, I have thought like no, I don't have as much soul as Mary J. Blush, but I feel like if I really wanted to, I could sound similar to her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um again, no shake because she's a legend. Yeah, for sure. And um, like, I know for a fact that I can't not ever carry it like her, but I think I could do not. a mean impression. Oh, of course. The next person, another legend, Celine Dion. <laughs> Um, I feel like I love Celine Dion. There's somebody literally, I think it's every Sunday. Yes, every Sunday. When I walk my dog, there's somebody at the corner of my block that's always blasting Celine Dion. As they should. And I want to know who this person is because that is a mood. Literally every Sunday when I walk my dog, I always hear them blasting Celine Dion. Um, but yeah, so I feel like Celine Dion has a very unique voice. And I feel like it, I don't know, it might be too because she is native um french speaker and sometimes you can hear like the accent come through so it makes like a very unique sound but i love Celine Dion, and i feel like she has a very unique voice you gotta be brave and you gotta own it to sing like celine dion like that's all i got to say like because some want like because the thing is 
make no mistake, she absolutely is a vocalist. But mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I hear, like, sir, I'm like, oh, she's milking it. Like, she knows that she's, like, a yodeler. Like, she's going yeah. to make, she's going to make, it, like, unique noises. Exactly. She owns it. And I love, again. I love these, Celine Dion. <laughs> me too. These are all people that I really fuck with. My um, list, I'm, I can't say that I fuck with everybody on there, but, you know. Lastly, no shock to anybody, SZA. <laughs> um, I feel like she is getting better. Like, she's getting better. I love SZA. Um, again, she did us dirty with the concert, but I still, I'm sick beside her. Yeah. Um, I have every right to be mad at her, but I just won't be, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, SZA, I feel like she definitely is, y'all know that infamous vine that's like bananas and avocados. Like she <laughs> definitely is a bananas <laughs> and avocados um singer. Uh, for sure. She definitely sings what in is bananas and avocado. I gotta sing you the uh the, it's like this guy singing and he's singing like an indie indie singer and he's like, Welcome to my kitchen, got bananas and navigators. <laughs> Like that. I got to send it to you. Wait, I think I missed <laughs> So that's how that's how she sang it. She definitely sings in cursive. And there's been times where I just sing along and I make up my own lyrics. Um, yeah. But, remember somebody, I think it was on the internet recently. They said that she <laughs> sang like she's speaking Dothraki. And I'm like, absolutely. She did. Exactly. But I definitely fuck with it. And I really love it. And I love the fact that there is a, um, I'm not lying when I say all my life. Um, when I was young, I always wanted a black bananas and avocado singer because <laughs> I love people like B. York and like Fiona Apple. I love that, and they're definitely yeah. um, been, and it's good. Bigger. It sounds good. It sounds, it sounds good. It sounds so good. So um, that's another one I could have put on here. Um, B. York, B. York, but I feel like she um, also is like anything about her that sounds unusual is on purpose. Like you <laughs> it know? definitely is on purpose. But yeah, I love that about SZA that she just is. Um, but she, nobody can fuck with her pen. She no. is with the pen, please. That outweighs everything. And, and just when, the vibe, the vibe. And just the vibe. And honestly, when she said, I, I have a lot of sense of lyrics that I just love, but the most recent, when she said, fuck with you feels like gel, nigga, please. I felt, I wish I didn't, but I feel it. <laughs> My Free thing me. I, the thing I feel. <laughs> Not for me. The thing I feel the most is to say is, you know, I'm sensitive about having no booty, having nobody. <laughs> she said, no booty, nobody. She said, you know, I'm sensitive about having no booty, having nobody. I'm like, I know that's right. I get it. Exactly. She said that for me. She said that for Iman. Um. Oh. So, yeah, but again, I respect these people, and I'm very interested in your list because you said you don't fuck with these people. So. No, I didn't say I, don't, I said there are some people on the list who I don't fuck with. <laughs> That's why I'm, because I, I liked everybody on my list, so I, I'm very interested. So, I'll start with the person who made me think of this, which is Michael McDonald, okay? Michael McDonald is that man, that soulful white man that be like singing with Patti LaBelle. And I was listening for some reason. I had the song in my playlist, a song where he was like, "Okay, forget it, not in love anymore." <laughs> no, that's a banger though. Forget it. But I was like, he sound out of breath and shit with his song. <laughs> he, he was saying, "Wait, anything. that was it. That was you said that was the inspiration for yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> for inspiration." Not Michael McDonald. Okay, forget it. 
I'm like, I can do that. Like, I can sing just like him if I wanted to. Like, that's how I feel. Next on my list, I do love her. Let me clarify that. Tina Marie. Because she was definitely... Not you dragging it in. <laughs> <laughs> no one said that was a rule that they could have, they had to be alive. Damn. Um, especially they just, sing. Yeah. Um, again, love Tina Marie. But if you ever listen to Portuguese love, like she's definitely just given like so much drama to the point where you're like, yes, she does have the vocal range, but the sound is what it's about. You know what I mean? It is. And like Mary J. Blige, she make you feel it. Like yes. fire and desire. <laughs> <laughs> That's all made me want to be hot and heavy. That's all. When I was listening to Portuguese say love and at the end, she said, amore, amore Portuguese say I. I'm like, listen, girl, you just, <laughs> dude, you, she's saying anything right now. She's really saying anything. She said, baby, I, I, I. <laughs> Like, is it one of my favorite songs? Sure. But I'm also like, a lot of this song was drama, you know? It was. Next is Adele. I've been saying this for a long time. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, remember Adele with throat was hurting real bad? She had to yeah. get like a surgery. And I'm like, it's because she be doing something sometimes. Like she sings in Dothraki too. That's, a, that's all I'm saying. I feel like SZA and Adele's vocals are in the same family. Yeah. And I, and I love them both. Exactly. Uh, the final person on my list that I don't actually enjoy, which is the, um, <laughs> it's not that I don't hate him. It's just that he's not like, I'm not going to put him on the list. But even shit, Michael McDonald, I fuck with him more than this person. Adam Levine. Um, from Maroon Oh Five. my God. He is terrible. Like, he is, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I cannot stand this man. I'm telling you, if Maroon 5 was like, listen, can you come in the studio and pretend like you're Adam Levine? I could definitely be, <laughs> I could pass this him. <laughs> Period. And that's not like that's not a good thing to say. I feel like the reason his power comes in him moving his midsection. That's how he's able to belt out. I anything. can't stand that nigga. Also, like the reason another reason why I can't stand him is very odd because I hate I the fact know. that he is tattooed like that and his face look like that. Like yeah, he I, looked real like he looked like he he lived that cubicle life. Yeah, and also it looked like they placed his head on somebody else's body. And I just don't buy it, like, that he's a rocker. I don't buy it, that he's a rocker. <laughs> I don't buy it. At all. And I, I feel it. like, I feel like, I can't imagine him sitting in a chair and being tattooed. Or, like, I feel like everything he says is just fake rock and roll, you know? It's fake rock and roll. He's like, come got on, you. baby, let's rock. I'm like, you don't. He's like, on. <laughs> come on. He's like, I got my new, also, I hate. <laughs> Wait, listen, what he's about to say, I got my what? Got my new shoes, I'm a rock dude. Wow, but um, <laughs> I hate it. He probably has said that. Like when I was younger, like Maroon Five, I'm like, but what killed me is when, first of all, I hate that they're doing this new thing where they make female rappers rap, um songs with him. That song with him and Cardi B, gel. <laughs> and him and Doja can't do it too. I, I could be lying. I really could. They, I they might don't Rihanna don't speak it into existence. Please don't. The one thing about Adam Levine, though, he gonna he gonna try to get his hands on uh black women. I know he did it with Rihanna too, uh, like what? wanted to collaborate and stuff. But um, I That's feel like everything, I every band decision. That's you really sound like him. That was it. I don't believe in you anymore. 
low, high, take down a hole. That's all you got to do. My thing is, like, any singer who sound like they don't open their mouth when they talk, I just, I'm not. It's hard for me to respect them. <laughs> Finally, um, this is an honorable mention because that was four. Um, Caleb from Kings of Leon. He can, <laughs> I like his voice, but sometimes I'm like, if I got drunk, that's how I would sound too. I got a notion that doesn't know me. I know they watching. They watching. It's like, so all you got to do is be from the South and then you can sing. Oh, oh, oh. Remember that song we used to listen to him? To by him? It's like, I don't care what nobody says. She for my baby. <laughs> Uh, we burnt so much music in high school and look it came in handy because it helped us with this segment <laughs> so let's move on into toast for assist this week we're toasting to melody heard um if you guys watched the movie fatherhood on netflix um she was the star she started alongside kevin hart and i know you hear kevin hart why would i watch the movie please give it a <laughs> shot because say what you feel about kevin hart he is um actually a talented actor and i didn't feel like i was watching kevin hart in that movie besides i haven't seen the movie but i love melody yes we've been loving melody her sister lyric and rhythm for a long time they're just so beautiful and i love to see the little kids from instagram like actually being able to go somewhere um, based on like the fame and popularity, like yes, get a bag. She's so fucking talented. Yes, like you know, I'm... you looking at little Janet Jackson type of talent when you look at her. Yes, so adorable. Shout out to her. Shout out to that movie for casting an all African American chocolate dark skinned family because like that's we see that shit every day around us. But for some reason, when we look on TV, it's just like one person has to be light skinned. It's like, do are y'all around black people for real? Because yeah, like that's not please. how we we things look. You know, so I was so happy. They'll be like, to please, let's squeeze, let's squeeze them in here. I like bright. Yeah, yeah, like no, a movie can be successful without that. And guess what? This is a um this is proof because it's the number one movie on Netflix and it has been for some time. So shouts to Melody because I'm sorry, it was her energy that made this movie so great. Like her and Kevin Hart had such great chemistry. Guys, watch the movie. Really, really great. Um let it oh just real quick. You said um, yeah, yeah, gotta go back real quick. Like also just watch the movie and just just watch it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Just watch it. No, no, no critiquing of anything. It's one of those movies that's like if you didn't if you didn't critique the pacifier, don't critique this. That's how I (laughs) feel. So Moving on into tea time. Uh, Issa Rae is collaborating with Converse. Oh my goodness. Her, this sneaker is so cool. So let me actually pull it up. It it's, is really cute. It's really cute. It's sim- I feel like it's so her. It's so her. So she uh, created this uh, collaboration with Converse, or she's doing a collaboration with Converse, and it's called <laughs> Issa Rae by You. And it's a limited edition Um a collection centered around daily affirmations and manifestations. Uh, she worked with some like artists who she credited on her Instagram posts um, by the name of Noni Biz and a designer named Nikki Chulo. But they really, um, it's it's customizable because whichever affirmation you want on the Chucks is what you can get. So there are examples of sayings like do it all and like you got this and truth be you good vibes only and of course she played paid some homage to her hometown um or her state of california because she put the little palm tree on here but i think that's so cool that's so easy like you said 
It's so cute. And I love that she collaborated with a black artist. Like I feel like one thing she gonna do is she gonna put she gonna put niggas on. I'm rooting for and everybody. And I meant that, niggas. She's gonna put niggas on. I'm rooting for everybody black. She said what she said. Um, I'm looking at some of the inspirational phases, some more phrases. Uh, run with it, celebrate the wins, do it all, walking in your purpose. Like I just oh wow, like come on, I'm getting like motivated just reading those out loud. They're cute and it's like some now come on, yeah. It's like the classic Converse style too. So it's mm-hmm. like you don't have to worry about nothing being too funky. It's something for everybody and you can get as many as the sayings um as you want. Some people chose to just put like one little um message on there while other people was like turn up and they would <laughs> the messages. So um I love it. Uh, also, Telfar is collaborating with Converse. So yes, awesome. shout out to the black people, you know, collaborating. I don't know why I was like that. Thing. You know, but yeah, the <laughs> black <laughs> people collaborate. Collaborate. We love to see it, you know, giving um, your girls motivation, you know. So much motivation, it. so much motivation. So shouts to them. Um, let's get into the oldest man alive. So... <laughs> Um, a former sugar, a sugar cane farmer in Puerto Rico has been confirmed as the world's oldest man by the Guinness World's Record. So he just a few he's just a few weeks shy of his 113th birthday. Emilio Flores Marquez, of course, he has the same birthday as me, August 8th. He was born in 1908 in Carolina, mm. Puerto Rico, making him 112 years old. Oh my God. Growing up, he was the second oldest of 11 children and was in charge of many household chores. Okay, so where I'm getting at is that Emilio ain't have it easy, and he yeah. still managed to make it to 112. And did, didn't he, um, he, uh, he went through two pandemics. Wow, what? I think so. The span, wait, hold up, let me look. Child, I think you're right, because it was in the 20s, wasn't it? I'm looking it up. Keep talking. Yeah, so I'm sure that the Spanish flu that you're referring to, the first pandemic. 1918. Yes. Oh, my God. Yo. He was like 10 years old. Jesus Christ. Like, he's seen this two times. Like, and what's what's shocking to me is that he is, um, he was a farmer. You know, you you always think of, like, people who are like, quote unquote, highborn. Like, I don't know the quality of life for a sugarcane farmer, but it seems like one that is like filled with a lot of labor. Yeah, and I, I feel always... like your hands, like bu- dealing with bugs flying around. Like, that's what I think about because I want, I would love to farm, um, but uh, I be thinking about the bugs flying around me. Yeah, he actually looked good for his age. He don't look a day over 87, and I mean that in the best way possible. No, for real. Like, he really I, looks good. That's why I looked at it, and I'm like, yo, he looked good. Like, Because that's hell? what I'm worried about. Because like, you you posed the question, like, do you do we want to live to be that old? Um, the short answer is no. But the <laughs> that's, long... that's how I feel. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. But the thing, I want a long life for sure, but like a nice 90 years old, I'm like, like I did it. Like, cap, you know Yeah, I mean? cap it there. 112, I'm like... I want to live to be 95. Cause yeah, 95, I feel like that's good. 112, I feel like that's pushing it. Like it's just so much. And I feel like I would just be tired, but maybe he just wants <laughs> to sit down and like, look, like look at stuff. But that is just so wild. Like that's I the question. I feel like I want y'all to answer too. Like, do y'all want to live that long? If so, why? If not, why? I feel like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like, 
If not, why is way more, you don't even have to answer why. I feel like yeah, it's make I more, get we know, make, I know exactly why. It makes more you. sense why not, but like why you want to. I mean, if you I could see like maybe you want to terrorize your enemies, but like I feel like enemy, your enemies not even gonna be rocking out for that long, you know? Oh um, my god. But if I did want to let them on, the only reason I would want to is because to prove that you can do it and be vegan. That's only one. <laughs> Just out of spite. Just out of out of spite. Not you not you <laughs> using it um as a as a reason just to stay alive, just to prove that veganism works. Period. But no, that that is. like it would be nice. Um, that's I'm, the only reason. I want to know about his quality of life because that's really was the reason why I don't want to stick around for that long. Like I'm like okay, despite how I look, like I just don't want people to be taking, you know, just people acting like I don't exist anymore. And I'm real careful not to do that to my grandma now that she's like in her 80s and she's getting older. Like not make her feel like she's a part of her own life because she said people talk to her dead kids. <laughs> like a kid never mind the fact that she acts like a kid from time to time but she just always notes that she don't like the way people talk to her now that she's older and that's what i'm worried about like i don't want to be 110 and people are like do you want some applesauce because i'm like my mean ass would kick that applesauce over her do like, like get the hell out of here get, get got get going my, i, I think be- about doodling on myself uh, I know that I probably should be thinking about that, but I'm like, whatever. Like, you know, like that's one of those things where I'm like, at least I wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. Like, it would be somebody else's <laughs> But I know what you mean. Like, again, like how much pride can you have if like, you know, you get in your pants? I don't know. I feel like that's just, um, I'm going to share something. Like I've had to get washed up in my adult life by another adult because I was sick and I had an operation and I couldn't do it myself. So I feel like my pride left that day. <laughs> it happened. It left the room. I'm gonna share something. Yeah, like I might as well just because I'm like people are probably like why she don't care about people clean because once you get a, a bath <laughs> by another adult as an adult and they go lift your arm up and you do it. <laughs> a lot of things you used to care about you don't care about no more. That's very true. But it's not even somebody wiping my poop up. I'm just sitting like sitting in it because I feel oh. like. Cause I feel like I wouldn't feel like talking about it. <laughs> it would be like two hours past. They're like, "Damn, grandma!" <laughs> no, I'm like, "Oh, the hell, the that's hell dirty. with you." That's dirty shit. Don't just sit <laughs> in it. You better open your mouth. Cause I'm like, you miserable. You over there stinking, and you didn't say nothing. But um, <laughs> that's neither here there. Um, I did. They said that he he lost his hair and um he had an implant. He had to implant a pacemaker when he was 101, but oh. he's still strong and in good health. So damn, no shit. <laughs> I know that's right. He said they said he said that the key to living a happy life is to have an abundance of love and to live a life without anger. <laughs> I'm already. <laughs> it says my father raised me with love, loving everyone. He always told me and my siblings to do good and share everything with others. Oh, that's so sweet. That is um, sweet. So apparently the the woman who held the the record uh died at 122. It was a French woman. So Damn. he still got she said get your weight up. <laughs> now, that's a record that I'm not willing to beat. Like I just it's you a can lot win. Of records I don't want to beat. It's you can lot. win. You won that one, Playboy. Almost every record on earth I have no interest and winning like I don't want to beat that like that's just too much pressure because like, even once you get it there's always a chance in life that somebody it's just a matter of time before somebody outdo you so I really don't want to like 
when any records, but especially related to age. Um, also, like listening, I was reading um, Stussley uh, Tyson's uh, autobiography, and at the end of it, she started talking a lot about what it feels like to be her age, and she just says that, like, you know, it's hard when all your friends and family are gone, you know? Yeah, and yeah, she was like, that. I don't know how many sunrises I have left. So right now, we wake up every day, and we know there's, like, a possibility we could pass, but we don't expect to pass. Whereas yeah. when you get to a certain age, you look any day now. That is a frightening thing, it but, is. I mean, I think the way she said it, she's like, I'm ready for what's next, because after you live so long, I can imagine just being, like, ready. Also, like, I'm having a back spasm today at 29. Please. And I feel like I'm on the edge of glory. That's why we doing a no sugar thing to help us out so we can be 112. Um, <laughs> that's just so we can be 112. And you know what I started thinking? I see you looking at me. I can tell by how she fit with me. All right. Shouts to Emilio, Leo legend. He said, I'm leaving when I feel like it, like in true Leo form. Um, <laughs> let's get into this little Kim, uh, this little Kim book that's coming out. So First of all. Before we get into it, I already pre-ordered the book, period. Yes, I know that's right. I'm I've been pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered it like a month ago. <laughs> yes, um, me and DeAndre were just talking about it. Like, that's one of the things where you got to get the paperback and the audio book. Like, yes, it, when it's I a black woman I love. Yes, because I don't, like, when it, like, I love, if you know me, you know I love Little Kim. So, I pre-ordered as soon as I saw it, and it don't get here until November, I think. Yep, yep, that's, I think it's fall. Sometime in fall. Period. No, like that's, say, as I'm you should. The, and I'm gonna get the um the audio book too. Yeah, because like I I like that. I like hearing people's stories in their own voice. Like it's mm. just something really, really like respectable. Yep, November second. November second is when it arrived. I know that's right. I ordered it in April actually. <laughs> so she decided to like um bring up her book again because uh 50 Cent decided to poke fun at Lil Kim's hairstyle at the BT Awards and like posted um, a picture of her next to like an owl, right? So he said in the caption, who did this shit? This ain't right, LOL. And Lil' Kim's partner slash baby dad, Mr. Papers, um, wrote in the comments, leave my wife out the jokes, you heard? But it appears that Lil' Kim is unbothered because she responded and said that she's not bothered by any of these jokes. Um, it's funny to her, but her family and her friends are more mad. And she was saying shit like this don't bother me one way or another because I'm still a bad bitch that niggas, bitches, mommies, daughters, and aunties still want to be till this day. And I love it. Per. Um, and she's and correct. Also, before you carry on, think of the messiest bitch you know. <laughs> It's a man, ain't it? Ain't it? Yep. It's 50 Cent, ain't it? 50 Cent, she said, I see you still in your feelings about that dinner date you asked me on and that I had to turn down. Let it go. You have a beautiful girlfriend. I have a loving husband. Let it go. And then she said Mr. Papers did exactly what he was supposed to do. Um, he did some real nigga shit because that's what husband's supposed to do. Um, and y'all can go to hell, not respectfully. Period. Um, and then she teased her um, new memoir, The Queen Bee. And she said that she was going to address the 50 cent situation and so much more when the book come out in November. And honestly, if you didn't have me before, telling me you're going to tell me some dirt on 50 cent would definitely got me 
because <laughs> I I want to know. I believe I believe Lil Kim. I believe what she said. She said that she rejected him. And he mad. I know it, especially during that magic stick era. All right, I haven't read the book, but my gut is telling me that's when he tried to make a pass at her, and she said, "No, baby, no." Like it's just it's a no for me. Exactly. But I feel like. Um, I'm excited to hear Lil' Kim tell her story through her own words because so many people keep trying to tell her story and keep trying. You don't even know what to believe. Like some people try to make her out to be a victim. Like in that Victoria's B.I.G. movie, like they she cheated and like how they portrayed her there. So I'm like, great. Now is your side of the story. And that's all I really want to hear. Exactly. Also, Sometimes like- they don't even include her in certain things. Like the Biggie documentary. Yeah, they had like footage of her, but her voice and like... I feel like you shouldn't be mentioning Biggie without mentioning Lil' Kim. Like, you're going to mention, like, these niggas he stood on the corner with. You're going to mention Diddy. Like, why not mention Lil' Kim? Because she played a role in his image. She did. Also, um, uh, that rumor that she had to get her stomach pumped. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that? No. Um, it's very nasty. They said that she had to get her stomach pumped because she had, like, semen in it. Ooh. Um, that was a rumor that I heard when I was a kid. I do remember that. I do remember. People used to just make the craziest like things Like how her. Bow Wow, uh, Lemon Driver got shot or something like that. That rumor? <laughs> no, I don't remember that one. But you know what? That's not a, the same thing about Aaliyah not having an eye, you know? I like, know. I didn't hear that one. Oh, I did. Because that's why she wore her, her hair like that. She wore glasses yeah. and her hair like that because she had a glass eye, which would have been like, okay, damn, if she did. Like, that's it would have been nobody's business. But, like, it wasn't the truth. You know, it just was like a rumor that people came up with. So I'm excited to hear it because Lil' Kim has been the original of really never bothering to correct people or their rumors. Like, she's going to do her regardless. Um, just to bring it back to the top, I was telling you earlier that this is, the, this is old head beef because Mr. Pay Papers wrote, um, leave my wife out the jokes you heard. <laughs> you know, that's some, I feel like if you got an Uncle Rob, that's some shit he said, you heard. That's definitely some uncle from New York type stuff. But if you heard, you're going to do what he said. That's how I feel. And my then she called is- Mr. Papers her husband, but apparently they not married. I have no idea. They probably like hood married. Yeah. They married. <laughs> Period. My thing is, nine times wasn't enough. And I'm going to leave it at that. So, do what you um, want with that information. Do what you will with that information. Um, So Jada Pinkett Smith was talking about Tupac again. Surprise. Uh, she talked about him every month. <laughs> Obsessed. Um, so, for, you know, a while ago for his 50th birthday, she read like a poem dedicated to him. And then that, you know... uh situation inspired uh mc from the outlaws his name is napoleon he took a trip down memory lane these niggas need to stop taking trips down memory lane seriously because i'm like y'all never share the shit we want to share like like what was so-and-so favorite food it's always some messy ass tea that like leads us down the path we're about to go down um so Napoleon said that he was with Tupac a lot and he admired Jada just as much as Jada admires him. Like when she was in her first movie, he would be like glued to the TV screen. And then there was one instance when she first started dating Will Smith, she pretty much told Tupac and he wasn't happy about it. And he got mad. He was offended because Jada pretty much told him not to do anything to Will Smith. And he got mad about that. So on Twitter, somebody was like, um, where was Will 
Will Smith the night that Tupac died. And at this point, it's and a fair question. And my thing is, if she was so in like, she was so in love with this man. He was so what, in love with her. It, what? <laughs> Why is she not Jada Pinky Shakur then? <laughs> it's a legitimate question. No, for real. Like, I'm, t- I'm at my limit. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm at my limit with this love story. It's just like, are you at your limit, Sabrina? I'm at my freaking limit. The man is dead. Wow. He's dead. Will Smith is here. And I feel like, like everybody keeps on saying, when Will Smith snap, it's just going to be not, it's that day. Poof. I don't know. So I'm not going to accuse Will Smith of, you know, being the person behind the Tupac Shakur murder. However, if oh, I think it's worth examining because he is a great actor. So if he did it, he, we know, we know simply from the fucking pursuit of happiness that he could be anyone he wants to be. Like he has the range. So it's. And he was as, dead shot in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> and, and also. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and then also, like if Tupac was picking with him and he had to do what he had to do, like what, you know, I don't believe in conspiracies often, but this was one that made me go, hmm, okay, let's just put a bookmark right there. That's all. <laughs> it's just too much. I feel like she has put this, and I'm never on a man's side. Like, let's she check not, the tapes. I'm not never. She's not making it easy because I feel like he has just gone through. Okay, like with the August Alcina thing. Like, yes, Will. Um, you know, it was said that he did his, you know, his stuff too, or whatever. But I feel like Jada be pushing it, and the only reason why I'm saying this too, because I know the type of person that I am. If I had somebody that I could push. I would go very far. See, so, I'd be scared people gonna kill me. I know that um I know that she's pushing. <laughs> you could you like from one pusher to the next one. One pusher that- to another, I know that she is and that's why that's probably why I be liking people that is very mean because I just be needing to be told. Yeah, I need a limit. I need a clear. I need line. a limit, because if there's no limit, Yahoo! Like I'm just- <laughs> Like Donnie from the Wild Thor Prayers. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I'm definitely losing my mind. But I feel like she's the thing is publicly, I would like there, I'd be like, all right. Like after my first few pushes, I'd be like, all right, this is not fun no more. But I feel like she just but my thing is she keeps trying to live her truth and like sometimes and you just can't. She do make that. it seem like it's so spiritual. Like yeah. that's the thing too. Me, I'd be like, oh, I'm just bored. Like I or, do love Jada. I do. She's like such a beautiful woman. And I feel like she, she does is. try to be as like authentic as possible. But I do think there's a limit to how authentic you need to be. There's a limit to how honest and authentic you need to be, especially when you are married. Because if me, like, why can't you just be authentic to your journal? Why you got to do it on camera? Yeah, it's just too much. Meet with your therapist. And she be wanting us to side with her. And I'm like, girl. We did for the first 10 years. And now it's like, okay, all right. All right. We know we know a woman in love when we see one. And he's like you said, you can't if you're in love with somebody that's not here no more, that's like you got the money for the therapy that that requires. Like you do. So, yeah, um, sending love that way. I got my eye on Will Smith before we get into sunken place. Let's have a word from our sponsors. This week's episode of Black Girl Brunch is brought to you by Savage X Fenty. And as I sit right here right now, I'm wearing my 70s Terry sleeveless crop top. And of course, I got it in black. 
That's so funny that you're wearing your Savage X right now because I'm wearing mine. I'm wearing my Flock Logo bra and you know I got it in a watermelon pink because I love the colors. But we have something in everybody, for everybody. You guys can check out what we're wearing and more at savagex.com backslash brunch. Right now you can get two bras for $29 plus 50% off everything else with your first VIP order. And speaking of being a VIP, member i just joined and i do not regret it i stacked up on a bunch of stuff and i'm actually buying more stuff today i'm so excited you can learn more about becoming a member by visiting savagex.com brunch yes the membership keeps me looking good for me maybe a boo with affordable bras undies pajamas and so much more and there's no commitment or minimal amount you have to pay you can simply skip the month Become a VIP member today and shop these sweet deals on savagex.com slash brunch. Let them know we sent you. Now let's get back into Black Girl Brunch. Okay. So now it's time for the sunken place. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> now who's in there this week? We'll give you a hint. She wears wigs. Me? No. It's Wendy Williams. <laughs> Wendy Williams is in the sunken place for talking about our girlfriend, <laughs> Tabitha Brown. This is how you know Tabitha made it. Now people are hating on her as wholesome as she is. And for the record, yes, I do love Wendy Williams. I do love her best. But one thing about Wendy is sometimes she be dead ass wrong. She be so wrong. Strong and wrong. Strong like, and wrong. My thing is... I get it. She's um in a she's in a mode right now that she's very bitter um because of what happened to her and I don't blame her because however there are some things that I'm bitter about. Like you said, however, also I don't know if y'all saw the read that Tabitha Brown had did on Wendy Williams, but wow. that shit hurt my feelings. Because yeah. if somebody said to me that I hope you find love, like that would hurt my feelings because I have yet to find that type of love. So I'm yeah, like, but let's wow. just get into what happened first. Yeah, yeah. So if you didn't hear, um, Wendy Williams decided to talk about Tabitha Brown choosing to retire her husband. Um, so Tabitha Brown has this has been a dream of hers for a long time to take her husband off of the police force. Like, why would you want your husband to continue to do that? He did what he had to do to make ends meet, but it's been a long time dream of hers to get him out of that. So his life is in a danger. So he's not even doing that type of work anymore. And finally, she got to the point where she was able to do it. So, Wendy Williams went on Hot Topics and she said, nope, I was married to one of those. I make the money, so-and-so, go forth, you go live your dreams, buy a business, stay with me, but go, go, go. See how that turned out. I predicted this marriage is going to be on a real rocky ground in a moment. Um, and she was just saying, like, no. First of all, you cannot go and compare apples to oranges. Yes, you both had husbands. Yes, you both put them in a position to make more money for themselves. But at the core, Chance is not that biscuit head nigga that Wendy Williams married. Like that's exactly, just it. exactly from, from Kevin. Her husband was, he saw Wendy Williams and his, he saw uh, dollar signs. And while I do not know, I'm not in any, either one of these people's marriage, but based on like the autobiography biopic thing, 
um, Wendy Williams pretty much was saying that he was playing her and mistreating her to the point where she was drinking, going crazy. He was um, cheating on her for years, even while she was like having miscarriages and things like that, having trouble carrying their own child. And he said the stress is what caused him to cheat. So that's one type of man, right? Versus a man like Chance who has moved across the country to make his wife's dreams come true. They have admitted to not even always having the best relationship, but they pretty much are like childhood sweethearts. Like they started dating in middle school. Damn. Um, she, they, they have made a family together. He was working for... For 15 years, originally their plan was to only be in LA for five years, um, and she she should accomplish her dream by then. But it took 15, and he held her down that entire time while that was going on. And what I most remember Tabitha Brown saying is, "Not only do I love my husband, I like him," and that's that's what a lot of these girls don't know nothing about. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do do yourself a favor when you start trying to talk about somebody else's marriage, especially if you're going to compare it to like what went wrong in your life. Make sure it's the same thing because I don't see any similarities in their relationship. Like one was a loveless marriage; it just was. yeah, exactly. And he just seemed like an opportunist, and like how everything just happened. It's just like, it just seemed like he just was from the jump. I feel like if he was going to do that, if again, don't know anything about their relationship and stuff like that, but I feel like if he was going to do that, he would have ex um, exuded some um, like signs of being like that from the jump, like Wendy Williams' husband did. Hello, and um, if you guys are in interested if you will if you want to believe in love go watch tabitha brown and her husband's chances um interview with kevin on stage and his wife um it was really really beautiful they talked about everything from the time she broke up with him going into high school because her sister told her to and then she just <laughs> got sick about it and she pestered him until he got back in a relationship it's just such a cute story and tabitha brown seems like she is just like yeah, we had hit some rocky spots, but there w I always knew he was for me. Like, even every time they tried to break up, they couldn't. And that's just so lovely because I'm like, if I'm going to continue to date men, I should believe that they're good men out here. That's the problem. It's a lot of women who have been done dirty, even though the signs were as big as day, and now they want to be bitter. It's like, look... Don't date then. You need to not date. If you feel like everybody going to use you, everybody going to be this and the other, you need to take some time um, until you really believe that everybody is not like that. Exactly. That's why I'm taking a break. Same. When I, when I start feeling like everybody is going to hurt me or harm me, that's when I'm like, you know what? It's because of what, what just happened to me has clouded my vision. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's like sometimes you just have to uncloud your vision and I think that's what Wendy Williams needs to do and I'm like Tabitha I really do hope that she finds love to the point where she don't have to be like this mm -hmm. this is so like sad yeah that's who when I tell you when she said that it felt like pins and needles in my heart I'm like damn no curse words no curse words that's wild oh my god and like Imagine that feeling of being like, yo, this man stuck by me for 15 years. She was saying how every time she would think she's about to be on, she would let him know and then it would just not happen. And he would be like, oh, well, you know, keep trying. 15 years of that. And then you finally get to say, yes, you are no longer a cop. Like, what? How can you hate on that unless you just, like, Yeah, because he shouldn't, um, yeah. Also, like, good, like, he's not a cop anymore seriously she literally she said and i quote 
Um, I said, give me five years, babe, when then I'm going to blow up and I'm going to take you out of there and you can pursue something that you love, a dream that you have. People need to understand that love is not just men saving women. Like, mm-hmm. love don't have to be a Cinderella story. Like, sometimes love can be, like, both people sacrificing for each other at different times. When I look around at my life and I see relationships and stuff in my family, the successful ones, that's how it happened. It never was one person benefiting, 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 then the other person not. Like, it has to be, like, joint, and that's what mm-hmm. I feel like happened. Um, also, I didn't know that Tabitha Brown has, like, a... um a posse and they're called the Tabbage Patch <laughs> and they was attacking Wendy Williams in the most Tabitha Brown way. They were simply leaving avocados under um the comments of the Wendy Williams show. So again, <laughs> the most the most anointed <laughs> read ever because she didn't curse God's name. That was weird to so me though. The avocado when people spam stuff like that, I was like, all right. I mean, Even when the Beehive did it, I was like, all right. I don't do it anymore, but I definitely participated because uh, Kid Rock, <laughs> oh, I tore his comments up when he said so. <laughs> I, I went and I was terrorizing Kid Rock. I was, and I'll do it again. <laughs> but I'm going to stick beside her. Period. Yeah, back in the day, I thought that was great. I'd be like, yay, we're attacking people with emojis? Like, I can get behind this. Like, it's nothing too great. But I'm thinking about Tabitha Brown fan, fan base. They probably was asking their kids, like, hey, how you do this? Period. But you got to stand somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stand. If you got to ask your child how to twirl, you just got to, you got to, you know, don't do it alone. Reach out for help. But, um, yeah, I, I know the sad thing is Wendy Williams is so sensitive. I feel like that actually probably did hurt her. Yeah, but my thing is, like, I know how sensitive I am, and I know what I can dish, and what I mean, what I can take that I dish out, but I feel like that, I'm like, if you ain't ready, I know you got to report the news or whatever, but if you ain't ready for that hit, then, you know. And that's why we love Wendy, because she says exactly what's on her mind, but sometimes what's on her mind is absolutely wrong. <laughs> Like it's It'd just, and this is one of those cases. But she's still gonna say it with her chest and get back on the show and talk shit tomorrow. So it's like, exactly. in some ways, I just love that. But she just was wrong this time, and like that's not somebody you should be speaking on if you don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. She not like the rest of these people. Um, so yeah, that's it. Wendy Williams is in the sunken place this week. <laughs> Moving on to common sense, sis. This week we have a listener letter. We love when you guys send us listener listener love letters. We appreciate that. Um, if you're wondering how you can do that, you just simply email us your letter at blackgirlbrunch at gmail dot com, and we'll take a look at it. And um, hopefully, you know, we can read it on the show. So this week's listener letter is from someone by the name of Kyle or Kel. We're not concerned. We don't know for sure, but we would rather call you Kyle than Kel because like we like if we call you Kel and it's not, you know what I mean? Like we just going to go with Kyle and you can definitely send us an email um, correcting us because we want to get it right. So first of all, thank you for all the great things you said about us creating um, a space for black women um, and just making you feel really, really great and all the positive things you yes, said about the show. even though that you're non-binary, that you still can relate to the things that we say that really um, meant a lot. Yeah, it really, really does. So thank you for that. Um, and let's get into the letter. To start, I'm a 19-year-old Black non-binary person from the DMV area. I work a normal 9-to-5 job, Pharmatech, and a junior 
and college, pursuing a degree in digital art plus design. Wow. First of all, let's just stop there. Um, while you're working a nine to five, you're a junior in college for digital art and design. Like, can we just get a hand clap yeah, right there? Hand, you really need to just hand clap for yourself because that is amazing. I was very impressed. 19 years old. What? That sounds like so much. Like, I... I'm so impressed. So just had to say that really quick. Yes. Um, back to the letter. For my entire life, I always felt like I can never do enough. I stressed myself to the highest of, st- of strings in academia and feel like I earned nothing from it. I earn enough money from jobs to keep myself afloat and still feel like I should be doing more. As a distraction from stress, I am an advocate for shit posting on the Bluebird app, aka that's Twitter, y'all, because I hate going onto Instagram and restarting that cycle of comparing myself to my peers. Even listening to the show makes me feel a bit bitter because I hear y'all speaking on your own goals and dreams. And while it's uplifting and gives me hope for my own future, I sit and I realize I don't have any. When I do go on Instagram, I see the glam of other people's lives. I know that that half of it is fake, but I really, but it's really hard not to compare myself to my peers. It's a really shitty habit of mine. But what more can I do when I see others buying cars, houses, getting married, having kids, owning successful businesses, ETC? The hilarious part is I don't even want most of the stuff I do see online, but the joy that others seem to get from that stuff is what I want. I try to distract myself by staying on Twitter, where mostly everyone seems to be miserable or just post (laughs) memes all day. Every once in a while, I hop on Instagram and feed my insecurities specifically because I hate myself. It's, uh, I, I get you. It's really hard going through life on a directionless path as I battle suicidal thoughts and other possible mental disruptions. Along with depression, I hear, I fear that I may suffer from ADHD, which also hinders my ability to set realistic goals. I take weeks just to comp- to accomplish small stuff like returning packages to go into the, or going to the grocery store. My life feels like a very underwhelming filler episode in the grand scheme of things, and I'm very tired. I fear that I'm wasting so much time. I get anxious because I'm not sure what I'll do post-grad because I only ever have enough energy to create art for school purposes, and that's it. The future seems dim, and I'm I'm not sure where to go from here. Any tips? Sorry that this was long. It's been on my mind for the last few months, and th- and thank you so much for whatever advice you can give. Again, love the show. Okay, so thank you so much, Kyle, for just being so vulnerable, taking the time to write us that and for processing it for all that time. Again, like, I know, Sabri, you have so many thoughts, but I just want to really, really tell you from the bottom of my heart, like, you are doing enough, okay? Like, you are doing enough. (laughs) 19, that's a lot to be doing it, because when I was 19, I would think, that's when I was working at Forever 21. I was in college and working at Forever 21. I wasn't even thinking about trying to... um, get a job in my career or pursuing. I just was doing what I thought was like, you know, the best that I could do. So that is very impressive. And I feel like you should definitely be proud of yourself for that because you are definitely doing enough, especially for your age. Um, You are really excelling. Seriously, seriously. And also I think that um, while your feelings are so legitimate, that anxiety when you are in college about your future 
and not having enough energy and I'm stressed and what is everybody else? That's so normal. Like, I know you don't want to hear that, but that is so normal. Mm-hmm. I could say I felt like that when I was in college. Um, I think that as you get a little bit older, you start to get more comfortable with the unknown. Mm-hmm. But specifically when you are like a junior adult, 19, that's what you are. You really have lived most of your life as a child. It is so scary to like kind of step into that unknown. So you just have to give yourself a break because you don't, you probably think that, oh, I'm 19 and like it's time for me to be an adult. Like it takes a long time to learn how to be an adult. Like I'm almost 29 and I still, I'm like just getting the hang of it. I'm like, yeah, I washed and folded my clothes all in one sitting. (laughs) That's where we're at, especially because we're in this era of like hyper productivity where no Mm -hmm. one just does one thing anymore. Like no one is allowed to just have one job to just go to school, to just do this, to just do that. It's just this, uh, it's like not realistic a lot of the times, mm-hmm. like all the things we all have to do. So just like keep that in mind. Like it's just you're doing a lot. That's why you're tired because you're doing a lot. Yeah, you're doing a lot, and you should never um, you shouldn't downplay it at all. You should be definitely proud of yourself. Um, and just um, I feel like slow down and smell the roses if you can. If you can. Um, and like you said, I, I relate to that a lot because I have a hard time differentiating um, real from the fake, especially with social media, because I'm somebody that is very like transparent and I don't like, I don't um, like lie. So it's very hard for me to believe that people will actually go on social media and like create a false narrative. But um, some people do. And, and also... People- Mm-hmm. Some people do, and also some people actually might be living that great, but it doesn't mean that you know they don't go through things as well, yeah. Because, like, all right, we're gonna get in that's the first part we're unpacking like the social media envy. Um, social media is public relations, and when you have a company, you don't share who got fired for a scandal unless you have to, unless it's going to affect business. But you you simply try to show only the good things that are happening and let the other bad things that are happening that are normal, that are part of life, just kind of be background noise. And a lot of people tell me all the time on social media like oh my god like you eat so healthy you do all this how much you how much time do you have in a day where i kind of struggle with it every single day like every day i wake up and feel like i i haven't done everything on my to-do list but be, because i only choose to show people when i'm making kale and when i'm working out mm-hmm. and when i get a promotion like i only share the good news now the story is simply that everything that happens in my life is good. When it's not, when social media is literally one, I'm not going to say it's one third of my life. (laughs) It's not even one third of my life. So I think that, I know you were saying that you kind of know that, you know, people fake and stuff like that, but it's less about faking. It's just about like, I'm looking at a really, I'm looking at a spotlight of a very small portion of the picture. It's like thinking about if somebody zoomed in on somebody's pore on a really like big picture. And it's like, that's what you look at when you look at social media. You're looking at a zoomed in version of their life. It's very intentional, it's crafted. That's why people are content creator. They're simply trying to entertain you with their life. And like sometimes people are intentionally misleading, but I know I'm never intentionally misleading. And this is 
is why, you know, we do try to be so transparent. But there, there, there's even a moment where some things that I go through are so embarrassing for me, I won't share it. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to share it because I'm like, I'm, that's just so messy that I even did that. Like, I don't even want people to know that side of me. Yeah, and I no. don't feel like I have to give that up, you know, to make people feel like I'm human, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, also, um, I, again, have to learn this too. Um, envying people from um, like seeing stuff on social media, you don't know the heights that they had to climb to, you know, get there for certain stuff. Um, yeah. Because even, I mean, I don't know how I look through social media and stuff, but I don't like, for instance, on Instagram, I'm not really like a heavy like poster on Instagram and stuff like that. And it's not because I'm living my best life. Sometimes I am suffering. That's why, like, <laughs> I don't. Like, right. That's why I don't. Sometimes I'm suffering. Sometimes I don't know what's going on now. Like, I recently, like, am just like, I guess I'm allergic to outside. I'm like breaking out everywhere. My body's breaking down. My knees and, and just all this stuff like that. So, um, and also, like, again, like Imam was saying earlier, like, yes, I. Um, somebody said to me recently, like, you are so consistent. Like, going to the gym and stuff like that but literally every time i go to either work out go to the gym it is literally a fight like literally yesterday i was so tired like i like to my day consists of um me waking up walking my dog or like eating breakfast first then walk my dog go to the gym and like do other stuff or like you know um like new black girl brunch stuff or like look at content and stuff and stuff like that. That's what my day, excuse me. That's what my day consists of and apply to jobs. But yesterday I was so tired, Mm. um, that I did not walk my dog first thing in the morning. Me and him was wore out. Um, (laughs) we both of us was down. He was sleeping on the floor. I was on the couch. I set a timer for 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm just slow rest miles for 20 minutes. I'm gonna get up couldn't do that um I applied to like maybe just two jobs um I did do um like a lot of like stuff for um, black girl brunch yesterday but I just was so tired and I didn't get to the gym until maybe like six o'clock which is like of course it's like okay you did it but six o'clock like at night that's like very late for me to go to the gym and I like to go early so I can have the rest of my day and go to bed early and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but I didn't get to the gym till six o'clock um, I ate well and all that stuff like that. But like, I went to the gym at six o'clock. I posted and was like, "Yeah, I made it." But it was and when I was there, um, I was I wanted to do cardio for longer than thirty five minutes. I wanted to do an hour. But when I got to like thirty minutes or something, something, my I was like trying to push my body. But my thing is, you know, it's like again doing all this stuff is always a constant battle, constant monologue. If I push myself too far, I either hurt myself. And I won't be able to continue to do it. That's yeah. how I think. So I stopped myself. And then sometimes I, I was so upset about only doing 35 minutes of cardio. I literally almost called Iman and like, cause I felt so bad about it. But I'm like, I don't want to worry her you with this dumb shit. You did it. You I did, did it. it. That's why I was like, I don't want to worry her with this dumb shit. I'm just like, I did it. Like, you know. You did um, what you could. With, exactly. With, with, with what was going on with your body. And some sometimes like 
what we want to do don't match mesh up with the reality. Exactly. And that's when we let ourselves down when we be when we still try to commit to what we wanted versus what it is. You know exactly. And, and like I me going to the gym and stuff, I have been like after my workout, like I'm gonna still go my mindset is one thing about me and I noticed about myself and now I'm at peace with that. I will break down, I will cry, but I will not quit. Exactly. And I feel like at first, I used to be bad on myself with that. I'm like, no, there's no crying in baseball. Like, I used to be like that. But that's my, it's it's not, it's not good. I, I'm, I'm getting help for it, but it's my way. And the most important thing is I don't quit. That's um, most important. And every time I've been going to the gym, even after the gym, I haven't been feeling my best. Like, looking in the mirror, I'm like, ugh, like, am I really doing this or whatever like that? But I still go. And I still reevaluate, like, oh, what I, I can do better. But I still go and I don't give up. But I post that I'm in the gym, stuff like that. And people are like, oh, my God, like, you do this stuff. I'm like, nobody knows what it took for me to get here and how I feel when I'm here. And the entire, like, the constant battle and the monologue. Because this is, like, my third time getting in shape. And I wanted to be my last time. But yeah. this is my third time. And if it's not my last time. Whatever. You're going to ride that wave. Hands across the ride that you wave. There. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But this is my third time getting, you know. But this, out of all the times that I've um, got in shape, I feel like this is the toughest time. Because, you know, being down for a year, not being active. Like, I literally, somebody that I literally worked full-time job, always on the go. Even after work, I was doing stuff. But I literally went from like a year, like literally just laying down, sitting down, doing literally nothing. So like my body, I guess is like freaking out. So it's like a constant battle and stuff like that. But people don't, you know, don't see that, um, you know, battle. And sometimes I do admit like, you know, it was hard for me, whatever. I'm not going to give up. Um, But you just never, you just never know. Like people just see, you know, one thing and you just never, you don't know. Yeah, and that's, you know, first of all, like, shout out to you for sharing it because that's, like, so transparent, but this is what you know, what we mean. Like, I know you probably see us or you listen to Black Girl Brunch and you hear, like, oh, yeah, goals, accomplish positivity. That's very intentional because we don't always feel that way. So never feel bad or bitter or, like, oh, my God, all these things are happening for them because, like, I remember, like, on year one, sitting in the car with Sabria, like, just complaining about how, like, how long are we going to have to wait? Because, like, I just want some change to happen in my life today. But, the like, I am not necessarily the most religious person, but I'm very spiritual. And I believe that the universe does not give you anything until it's your time. That's mm-hmm. just it. And you have to ride the wave. And you have to lean into what the moment is teaching you. Don't let these bad moments be for nothing like let them be like okay well what are you teaching me like this pandemic was horrible like I was stuck in like the every month every week it was something it was somebody passing away it was something going on it was a car accident it was something going on with my condition I gotta hurry up and move out my apartment it's something going on with the neighbor somebody's getting hit by a car like something's happening but I'm just like what am I supposed to be leaning in what am I supposed to be learning from this and as hard as it was, I do feel like I took something out of this this rough patch. So you have to just keep in mind that like everybody is going through really ugly moments. But it's just I know it's hard. It's just hard to put yourself in um to really understand it when you just can only see a glimpse of what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And what you said, like what um stuff and I happened, like for instance when we first started, um. This podcast, and even last until up, I feel like last year was the moment 
we um and not to like you know put you on the spot but we didn't have the best financial literacy no nope. and i feel like if we had you know if stuff kicked off i would say like year two with podcast and we just had all this money and stuff like that I don't know how we would have responded to that. Nope. I don't think we would have been successful in that. And exactly. it's just like hindsight is twenty twenty. Like we can see it clearly now, but in a moment we just wanted, wanted, wanted. But now it's like, okay, after some time of just not getting what you want, and then finally getting what you want when it's at a better time, you start to trust the process a little bit more. And we you know just, more and stuff like that, like how to get a manager and like how we are like we um, grown women now. In our in our work exactly. And like we are now more tuned into our work. We're no more because I feel like maybe year one and two we more were we were more um friendly. liable to just take friendly and we were more liable to just take anything. Yeah, because, and we would try to collaborate with just anybody. Where yeah, now we, exactly. We understand and, who we are, and, and we know who we are, and we know what we don't like. So yeah. I feel like that's a very important thing. Um, some people find that um, those things out earlier in life, but we didn't know. We just we were doing things because we thought we had to do it. Like we thought we had to go out and network and stuff like that. We had to go to events and stuff like that. We thought we that stuff that we had to do in order to be successful. And um, this is like on brand to the letter because um, Kyle was saying in this letter that they felt like they don't even want some of the shit that people be flaunting on Instagram, but they feel like they're a failure for not having it just because of the happiness people receive. And trust me, nobody knows that story more than two people like us. We are un very unconventional in a lot of ways. And, you know, there are times where the people around you can make you feel like a loser because you don't have a house, you don't own a home. Like, mm -hmm. I know in our social circle, a lot of people love to go on Instagram and talk about how owning a home is a smart thing you can do mm -hmm. because if you own a home then you pay less and you own something then you buy up the neighborhood as a black person mm -hmm. you should own this much black people only own this much amount we mostly rent in xyz first of all <laughs> you have to look at your life and your goals first of Who all it makes i sense to buy a home when you don't even know if you want to live in a certain place exactly i don't know where like right now i literally so for instance um literally last week in my mind, I had my mind, no, the week before last, before we went to New York, had my mind made up. I'm like, okay, the West Coast, that's where I want to go. Like, that's where I need to be, um, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I'm seeing, like, you know, uh, monitoring my savings stuff because I'm like, that's where I want to go. Then we go back to New York. I'm like, damn, like, do I want to move back to New York? Like, exactly. Like, and it's like, then, then, and then this week, I'm like, all right, no, L.A. is definitely the move. Like, I want to go <laughs> to California. Like, I'm keeping on going back and forth like that. And I have been going back and forth like this since I graduated college in 2014. Same. So it's like, what do – and also sometimes I'm thinking – maybe I don't need to be in New York or LA. You know, when Black Girl Brunch gets to a certain amount of, um, you know, revenue, X, Y, Z, whatever, maybe I can move somewhere because I had, like, for instance, um, the only example I can think of is, like, how Bretman Rock lives in Hawaii. It's not that really, not that many opportunities for content creators in Hawaii, but since he has built up his brand and stuff, he could do stuff remotely or, like, from, like, I'm just thinking about, like, maybe I could do something like that. Maybe I could move to, like, sure. Colorado or, like, something like that. I don't have to move. And the stuff that I, like, changes all the time. Your I'm path like, yes, may I not be what the path you thought it was going to be or the traditional path because you're, exactly. we, times are changing so every why would day. I get, like, why would I you know, buy a house or wanting to look in, uh, into buying a house because I don't even know. And then sometimes I'm like, I want to go overseas. So it's just like, 
it's so many things that buying a house is just not number one on my list and it doesn't make sense for me and who I am you know yeah. it doesn't make sense at all I'm gonna do something here um and it's something I didn't think I would do I'm gonna quote Drake know yourself know your worth okay that's what Drake said know yourself know your worth nigga oh, and sometimes my dad said it to me all the time verbatim know yourself know your worth nigga because you have to know what you want otherwise you gonna hear 30 different messages a day about what you should want and you have to think does this make sense to my goals like Sabria said I don't know if, why would I buy a house just because everybody say that's the smart thing to do. And, it, you know, it's not a bad thing. Like, of course, it's a, a goal to buy a home. Of course, it's a goal to buy like a new Audi. But if you know you want to move to New York, why would you buy a car? That would literally exactly. be. That's literally. And, and guess what? You post that picture on Instagram, but every month on the 20 whatever of every month, you <laughs> have to pay that bill. Not Instagram, not Twitter. When everybody announces they have babies, you have to feed that baby at 3 a.m. in the morning when everybody talking about oh yeah go buy a house you have to pick fix that pipe that burst so you know <laughs> you do have to be you know as much as possible think about the worst thing that could happen that could come with whatever and if you know you don't want that right now just be like oh i'm cool off that like i'm good now if somebody was like if you move to LA, you'll experience an earthquake. I was like, yeah, I can handle that. And that's how I kind of know that that might be something that I want to do when I think about the good things and the bad things. So just offering like, you know, some solution to that. Like, you know, when people show you things and next thing you know, you start feeling like you should have them. Know yourself, know your worth, know what you want, because this is your life. This is not a communal life. This is just yours. Exactly. So, you know, you got to take the time to really know yourself. And sometimes that do mean logging off to the bird. That means logging off the bluebird that means logging off of instagram that means logging off tiktok and getting some clarity like yeah because making I had a vision board on pinterest because exactly because i had to everybody know i love tiktok but like first of all i don't know why this is popping up my for you page all this like bbl check and all that stuff like that and i have never considered anything like that but then i started looking i was like oh my legs are too straight like what the <laughs> fuck is that like who says that like i literally was thinking i'm like oh my legs are too straight like i have no hips like I was tripping. So I just like stopped looking on there for a while because I'm like, I'm definitely bugging out. Uh, one, two, like you said about the car thing, like that's what, I, like I want to learn how to drive because I feel like, especially as somebody who wants to work in an entertainment issue, issue, entertainment industry, it's important <laughs> for me to know how to drive. Um, especially as somebody who wants to work like behind the scenes because more than likely I will be running to get stuff, whatever. Um, but yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I have money saved up. Like, should I just save this money for like moving stuff or should I like get a car or like whatever? Because if for some reason, when I lived in New York, I didn't care about driving or like not having a car or whatever like that. Like, because literally there'll be like doctors on a train, like, yeah. or like millionaire, like on a train. It's nothing public transportation. And when now you think about Philly, sustainability and stuff. It's exactly. like sometimes it's better for people to take public transportation exactly. if, it's, if it's accessible. Yeah, but like some for some reason in Philly, like I feel like it's a like people make you feel like, but also it's a I guess it's a projection. It's a different and city. I feel like people get ang. I feel like this is like a sidebar, but I, it must be said. I feel like, um, and I don't know if you can relate to this, um, Kale, but um, Kyle, um, in our city, Philly, um, I feel like when people like a lot of people when they're on their own, they get angry. Like for instance, I remember when I was in college. 
And I remember somebody on Instagram be like, oh, y'all still live with y'all parents. Y'all pay. could never be me. Like, whatever. Getting angry um, that, you know, that some people live with their parents. But then, like, flash forward a few years, they're back with their parents. Or, like, um, or get mad when you don't have a car. They're like, oh, like, what? You don't have a car. Like, this, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, like Ima said earlier, would it really make, if I want to move back to New York, it would not make sense for me to have a car. And even if I wanted to move to LA, it would not make sense for me to buy a car here because then you think about it, the shipping charges, like, you know, to ship a car. Yeah. And also, I'm sorry, so I'm not that girl. I'm not driving from here to there. I kind of wanted to, but I know I would get, what happens if you get sleepy in Colorado? That's what I would I'm be I'm not that about. girl. I am not. More I'm power to her. you. I would love to be her, but that's not me. And I'm thinking about all the stuff I have. I'm just not that girl. Um, and as a woman, doing it yourself, like you know, yeah. driving, like <laughs> definitely yeah. not that girl. Um, so I'm just thinking about all that kind of stuff, and then switching tags and uh, switching my tags from PA to California. It's just so much to think of, and I'm like. I feel like this does kind of relate to what your the you know listen letter because you just see this one thing and you don't think about the consequences and all this stuff behind mm-hmm. it you know and managing you see, it for and managing and stuff like that you just see this one thing and you just see this moment like for me I was thinking about that I see a car like oh I can get here from X Y push come to shove if I want to have a little fun trip on a weekend stuff I can rent a car you can rent, can a, rent a car, car you can catch an Uber go. or a Lyft you know exactly but. I'm thinking about all the stuff that comes like, you know, behind it. Like, and I was like thinking, I'm like, Oh, like maybe I should, I shouldn't wait. Maybe I should just move out right now where I'm here in Philly. Why would I do that? You know? Yeah. You can't satisfy like those, you can't fulfill those satisfactions um, instantly um, because they come with long-term repercussions. Exactly. Also like jumping out of a lease, like that's it's not easy. Please. It's just, it's not and you easy. end up making your life harder. Like you exactly. think you and actually people could sue you. Like it's just that's <laughs> <laughs> like damn. Before I just felt like an underachiever. Now I feel overwhelmed. Like it's exactly. Just... <laughs> so I'm thinking about that, and I'm just like slow your pump your brakes. Like yeah. you know. Yeah, because I have I've taken from somebody who has absolutely jumped into shit. Like I you, I remember the la- my last car I didn't want it um. Because one, it was old, and two, like the check engine light came on, and I was like, okay, right now my car is a source of like, like I need my car to get from point A to point B, so I need to get a new car. I want a new car. I kind of don't like this one anyway. I jump into getting a new car in 2016, and now in the 2021, and I'm still dealing with this car note that I didn't even make the best decision with buying. And I'm like, damn, like if somebody could have told young Iman in 2016 to just pump her bricks and just hey put a little bit of money into this car and you'll end up saving a lot of money in the long run but no I want it what I want it and granted I do love my car now but it has been a source of a lot of stress in my life because it's not easy like yeah you got a car like you can go anywhere you want but it's just challenging and I'm not I mean I'm, I don't know if you know a car is one of those things that is on your mind but that's just an example of how something that looks cool to everybody else oh wow you balling becomes your responsibility because mm-hmm. I have to get my tags and my oil change done right now and I don't feel like spending the money on that because I'm also moving so it's just like you have to think about like all this new shit like more money more problems for real like it just comes with more but 
with that being said, you handle it. You know, you take one thing at a time and you, you recognize that being imperfect is normal. Like, um, I know you mentioned in the letter that it takes you a long time to do certain tasks. Let me tell you, child, I laid on that bed last night and I literally said, I'm going to save Monday, my day off, to pack up my apartment because I'm moving and it's going to be a busy month in July. I got one month left before I move. So let me start getting myself together. I laid on that bed and for whatever reason, I could not move. And I felt like me two, three years ago, actually me last year would have felt like, come on, you never can do what you said you're going to do. Like you plan to do it. You didn't get done. But me today felt like, okay, so you're tired and you thought you were going to do it and you didn't. But let's look at the things that you did do. You, you went food shopping for your grandma. You took your mom food shopping as well. Then you dropped your mom off home. You cleaned up your place. You made dinner for yourself and for your cousin. And you also made lunch for the next day. You downloaded an audio book and you listened to that and you got some rest. So why you didn't do the number one thing on your list, you're never just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. And if you are sitting here and you're doing absolutely nothing, the first thing you got to do is get up and just do something. It don't have to be the biggest task in the world. It could be like, all right, let me just wipe this sink off real quick. All right, let me just meal prep real quick. All right, let me just wash clothes. But the first step is doing something and then looking around at like, all right, you're in school and you work full time. If you aren't accomplishing every single goal, it's because you're not a maniac. That's why. Like you just need time to rest and rest your brain. Like that's Mm -hmm. the human in you. That's all. Yep. Yeah, so you have to just kind of understand. I mean, if you're asking us for advice, I think the number one thing you can do is just understand who's in control. Like, know yourself, know your worth, and understand when to seek help. Help because I understand that, all right, you couple your busy schedule, hectic life with things like depression and possible ADHD. It may not be as simple for you as it, as we're making it out to be. So it's like, you know, know when to like lean into like resources, know when to like talk to people around you and feel free to email us back if you would like some resources because we can find you some. You know, you don't have, don't feel like, oh, well, they told me to pull myself up by my bootstraps, but I'm not mentally there. Like just, mm-hmm. you know, work with us. Exactly. Exactly. And we wish you so much love and you're 19. You're a freaking baby. Like you, you got this. This is normal. You how do. you feeling? Like you really it's got very this. Normal. So guys, that's it for this week's episode of Black or Brunch. Again, Kyle, thank you so much for writing into us. We hope to hear from you guys. Please continue to send us the listener love letters. Also, if you're interested in some sponsorship opportunities, make sure you write us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. Make sure you tell your friends, tell yourself, we do specials for black-owned businesses. So if you're ever worried about like, oh, I don't want to advertise with you guys because I can't afford it, like again, email us and we will meet you where you are. Um, yes, email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram, follow us at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can find me on Instagram at Iman Matei. You can find me on Twitter at It's Matei and Sabria. At Frankenfem underscore on Twitter and It's Frankenfem on Instagram. Yep, that's it. That's us. All right, guys. Have a great week. We love you. Bye. Peace.